Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Horror Hangout podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke of Condor with a K, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. It's Mr. Ben Arrington again. Mr. Ben Arrington again. Here he is again, showing up every week. Thinking about this, you say two bearded film fans. What if one of us just decided one day to lose the beard? Well, I've lost this beard a few times. We have to change the whole intro. Well, you've lost it, and I just didn't uh, didn't change the intro. Audio in it, people having their minds. So we've got like Alan it's Moore bloody audio, things. mate. It sounds like you've got a beard on, exactly. Yeah, you can hear it, very rustling. Heavy chin. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it like rustling. Yep, uh, I'll have to add in some rustling on my side of it, add some beardy rustling in. Yeah. I think that'll just add to the overall effect of the podcast. Yes, nobody, nobody wants two clean shaven men talking to them about horror films, right? No, no, two clean cut businessmen like with their briefcases <laughs> talking about horror movies. What a pair! What a couple of squares! Couple of tops. Well, the thing was that I, I I didn't actually see the end of the film because I had to nip out and take a business important business call. Sales, so, uh, business sales. That's all they talk about. Business sales, marketing. Can you make our marketing and sales the same? Co- I don't know. Yeah, it really is. That's a horror story in itself. So, uh, have you got any other guffs that you would like to discuss? Other horror guffs uh did yeah. oh, did we change the name of this sector i don't think we did i think we really i think we decided guffs is probably other, other guffs other yeah. horror stuff other horror stuff uh, other horror stuff and or guff yeah yeah uh, the guff the, the guff stuff is and the, the guffs that's yeah, stuff and like the guffs. yeah yeah this is it's good i'm glad we're thinking about it so we don't remember it next week and we call it something else um what have i watched i've watched so i started love death and robots i think oh, maybe we discussed yeah. I think maybe we discussed. Did you discuss that last week? I did. You definitely told me about it. I finished so, it though, this week, I think. Yeah, so like a anthology animation. Who's that? Um, oh. <laughs> Anthology. Yeah. Anthology animation. Lots of different animation styles. Um, yeah. I haven't really looked into anything to do with like directors and writers actually with that, which I probably should do. But some really nice short form, uh, just sort of like what, ten to twenty minutes varying. They're very small. They're like very. Small. Uh, like a can, like a volavon each. That's why, like, it's so, a small mouthful. So I, I've only seen maybe three or maybe four. 
Okay. But yeah, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's very unique, very, you know, violent. Have you watched from the start? Or have you picked and choose? I I watched from the start. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested. What what uh, order have you seen them? Because I heard they were in different orders for different people based on their viewing habits. Okay. So, oh, interesting. So the first one for me Mine was. Uh, <laughs> mine was just all. <laughs> mine was just all hardcore porn. Is this Netflix or? Yeah. So the first one for me was um the sort of beast fighting one. Yeah. 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 And then it was the witness. Yeah. And then it was no no then it was free robots whatever that yeah. was called. Yeah. And it was the witness and then it was uh, suits. Exactly the same as me. <laughs> yeah yeah there we go yeah. it's nonsense isn't it but suits I think you know that was really good um that I, I would watch a feature length film. I was of surprised that. by how much I got into suits. It yeah, genuinely definitely. got like a bit emotional. It yeah. It was longer than some of them. It was 17 minutes long, but yeah. yeah. So it's good, sort of like it's like sci-fi, mm, sci-fi action. Like Pixar movie. If if Pixar decided to do something that's like more adult themed, I guess. Yeah, a lot more adult themed. Yeah. I mean, like the animation in The Witness was unbelievable. I thought it was yeah, like yeah. some of these animation styles are like mind blowing. Um, but yeah, definitely worth checking out, especially if you're a fan of. You know stuff like I guess I guess Black Mirror because that's what it's the only thing we can compare it to. These yeah, days. I think yeah. maybe because it's just because it's an anthology and because you know a lot of these, yeah. a lot of these things have a bit of a twist ending. I guess Black Mirror, by the way, by way of Animatrix, which I haven't seen. Yeah, Animatrix. I, I think I've seen that. It rings a bell. Yeah. Um, well, it is, but yeah. So there was um. So obviously I watched that, and I've just I've watched a couple of films. I watched Silence of the Lambs. Hmm. Um. Which I kind of, I just fancied, you know. I kind of fancied it. I saw it there on the shelf, and I thought, I fancy, I fancy a bit of that. But, you know, when you open the cupboard and you see something like a, a chunky, a chunky vegetable soup with a lovely bit of tiger bread. Fan- oh, wait, mate, tiger bread. We've just been having having loads of tiger bread. We got it. It's weird, you brought <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We've been lovely, in, isn't it? Enjoy- yeah, we got some um, spiced biscuit spread. Have you ever had this stuff? On earth? It's basically like pure pureed biscuit, <laughs> and it's like pureed biscuit. It's like um, ginger nut. Uh, spiced biscuits. So I think you get like Christmas biscuits. I think, um, and they they puree it so it's like a spread. Uh, anyway, it's a ama- tiger bread, toasted tiger bread, dollop of butter, spiced biscuit spread on top. Mate, it's I mean, that does sound mad. It sounds like possibly a northern thing. I don't think it's even a thing. I think we, because we just because we it's it. because it sounds disgusting. <laughs> joke, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Mate, it's so good. It's You'll it's enjoy it. I'll save you some. Yeah. Thank you. Um, talking of spreads, Marmite have just released a peanut butter this week. A marmite infused peanut butter. Yeah, that sounds doesn't sound like it's gonna work for me, but I do love marmite. Yeah. Do you like marmite? You, or is it yeah, I do, like, I do love marmite. Yeah. yeah. Um interesting. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Science of the Lambs. Science of the Lambs, obviously a film that we haven't done on this podcast, and you know, I'm quite surprised to think it's not in any of the lists. I guess more because people are thinking it more of a as a thriller or a sort of Yeah, you know I think it might murdery. be on the IGN top 100 horror well i've jumped ahead of myself obviously but i mean i will watch it again because it is a damn classic and it's got one of the most tense finales ever 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 one of those which even though you know exactly how it's going to pan out you're still like oh my god yeah and you know it's just a real like it's one of those films that i mean i wasn't crazy on the hannibal series and i was never crazy on Hannibal and Red Dragon, you know, all the other appearances of Hannibal Lecter or Manhunter, obviously the original one. Um, the books are great. 
I've always I've always really enjoyed the books, but Silence of the Lambs is probably the only one of the films that I really, really love. Hmm. And that's because Jodie Foster is pretty banging in it as well, isn't she? Strange that they recast her. Well, I guess it, it was her choice. Um, I, so I'm kind of out, I haven't seen any Hannibal Lecter stuff for a long time. I feel like I'm not. I don't know. Well, I, I need to give. I need to get back into. I need to watch. But due, due to my due to my usage of Letterboxd, which I've been using pretty much for about four years now, mm. I managed to check the last time I watched Sons and Lambs, and it was in 2015. So one of those, isn't it? I thought it was long overdue. A visit to the old Hannibal Lecter, Buffalo Bill nonsense. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I watched that, and I also watched the Motley Crue film, The Dirt, on Netflix, which was um, like so over the top, utterly ridiculous, but really, really fun. Was it uh, real? Like, was it, uh, do you think it's actually what happened with the Motley Crew? No, I think, I don't think, I think some things they've obviously changed, but they're, yeah. they're sort of like fourth wall breaks and knowing w- winks to the camera, which kind of go like, this isn't really how it went down, but it's mm. far more interesting this way. So it feels like Bohemian Rhapsody, but if they've gone, right, we're going to do Bohemian Rhapsody, but we're going to show all the horrible, sticky underbelly of it. Yeah. Good, choice, good, yeah. good choice of words. Um, but we're also, it's also going to be a bit tongue-in-cheek and a bit knowing, so we're going to be like, yeah, we've changed this. It's obviously we've changed this, but, you know, it was ridiculous. But I'll check it I out. It. Yeah, I did enjoy it. I was a bit of a Motley Crue fan at one point in time, but it didn't last long. I've always been, I've been a bit of a casual fan, casual listener. Never like, But I've always been sort of fascinated by their story, and I did, I did actually read the book, The Dirt, but that was probably... Like Neil what, Strauss, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> Neil Strauss. Is, is he like the... I think they all... Chipped in, didn't they? And then uh, I thought Neil Strauss wrote it. Um... I thought it was written by all of them, but altogether, maybe I got that wrong. But yeah, it's uh, it's a perfectly adequate like rock biopic. Um, with some really good performances as well, like um, Machine Gun Kelly playing Machine Gun Kelly. Not always a person that I've ever really rated in any way. Yeah, especially choice of name. But he plays Tommy Lee, and he's you know he's awesome. He really embodies it. Uh, the only thing that didn't work for me, there are a few changes in tone where like mm. something really serious happens and it kind of comes a bit left field and then sort of goes back to this sort of whimsical, almost comical, like straight away, and it feels a bit disjointed in that way. But who, still. who made the film? Do you know? It was made, uh, it was directed by the Jackass director. Um, What's his name? And his name is Justin, oh God. No, sorry, Jeff Tremaine. Jeff Tremaine, okay. Jeff yeah. Tremaine, yeah, yeah. So he did like Jackass, Bad Grandpa, all that nonsense, yeah. great nonsense. Uh, so yeah, this, uh, as far as I My can tell, this is, is. this is his first like film, 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 narrative film. Well, Bad um, Grandpa was a well narrative oh, film. Oh, God, so. you say that, but I've not even seen it, so I've I would never know. I've got a memory of laughing out loud at one bit. <laughs> I'm going to say, I've got, I've got a memory card with <laughs> all the Bad Grandpas saved on them. <laughs> And the where I remember he goes on, um, you know, these little rides you get for little kids in, um, outside the front of the shops. It's like 50p yeah, and he go on I think it. I've seen a clip of this, yeah. <laughs> he sits on it and I don't know what happens, but it's like a rocket and it shoots off. It malfunctions and fires him into a, through a window. I just remember it making me chuckle. <laughs> like an It's, cause, it's because, you know, he would have actually done it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny yeah. Knoxville. I got confused because there was also a film called Dirty Grandpa. Which oh yeah, came that's, out in 2016 um, with Robert De Niro. Yeah. So yeah, so Bad Grandpa 2013. Then there was a Bad Grandpa 0. 0.5, 0. 
2014, and then Dirty Grandpa 2016. What's going on? What's his fascination with Grandpa? Grandpa's acting out, eh? Horrible Grandpa 2019. Horrible, horrible Grandpa 2019. Smelly Grandpa. That's that's my grandpa. <laughs> Smelly Grandpa 2019. <laughs> uh, racist Grandpa. <laughs> everywhere and Brexit everywhere. Grandpa. <laughs> Brexit yeah. Grandpa. Leave means leave tattooed on his chest. Yeah. There we go. Uh, and apart from that, I've been playing Alien Isolation, which is unforgiving. Oh my god! Like the well, I never finished the, in terms of the, like the actual play of the game. Like if you the, make a mistake, the, play, the PlayStation man, like the PlayStation game, like it is unforgiving. You can't make a mistake. You think mm. you you think I haven't made a mistake, and then you get owned by the alien, or you sat you're in a cupboard really quietly and you haven't moved for like literally five minutes, and then you move and it's there. Yeah, I think. Um... That's the one where if it listens to your microphone, right? So, if you apparently oh. you know, this might be a this might be complete bullshit. And so uh, when I'm in the thing, going go away, go away, go away, go away, you can hear it. <laughs> I've got screaming. the motion tracker thing out, and I always think, can the alien hear that? The motion tracker. All right. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think he can. So I'm sure he can. And are you making that noise as well? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that noise as well. Yeah. I mean, it is a great game. Like there's. It's, you know, you can't, you know, if you play a game like that and you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to hide from it, I'm just going to get out and ta- attack it, shoot my way through, can't do that. No. Well, but like, I'm starting like, to get... I, I like that, that format. Like It was like Outlast was a similar sort of thing. But um, I remember, so I played Alien Isolation a little bit and it was a lot of hide and seek. It was a lot of like sneaking around and waiting for mm. people to move. Because I got, I got stuck on the first bit with the people. There's like two, there's yeah. three people with guns and it took me ages to get past it. Which walked over to them, all right! pretty much I like it though because I think in survival horror games there's always like a section like that there might be a part where you've got to like creep around to do something but games aren't usually all that so even though even though it's a few years old like I think it is even now it feels feels really unique in the uh, in the survival horror environment so yeah but I'm getting frustrated because the saving is a bit dodgy where if you, if you save, you kind of have to go back and save again. There's no real like auto save function. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess just kind of makes you feel like uh, an idiot in mod- in the world of modern gaming when you go back to stuff like that. But yeah, if you ever have to like replay a bit of a game because of, like the save point is slightly before, I, that's not that's not modern gaming, is it? That's, uh, that's you just go ah oh, this bit again. Yeah, there's a yeah. bit I'm on now. I think I've played it about five times. Still haven't yeah. done it. Um, yeah, and I played Alien Trilogy on the PlayStation One as well. Revisited that. Um, which is good fun. They've kind of like squashed all three alien games together into like one plot, um, and it's just like a it's just like a very Doom slash Wolfenstein first person shooter running around. You can't go too wrong with stuff that. Up. that. You can't go too cool. wrong with that. I mean, it is confusing because you do get lost. I think in, get, in modern games you used to sort of like waypoints telling you which way to go, but in older games you kind of just got to make your own way, haven't you? Back in the day, we used to like have to either figure it out or stop playing the game. <laughs> Like, figure it out or some you knew someone who, who could do that bit yeah. so you get that you get them in or uh you know find it in a magazine yeah game facts game facts but that mean or, this was back when the internet was difficult to, to get on yeah or yeah. it's good old word of mouth yeah and you get a lot of dodgy information in that way <laughs> yeah yeah uh so, how about um, you what about you not, too, it not too much uh so i finished oh, my cape's falling off so I finished um, Love, Death and Robots, and it is good. It's we finished it. Yeah, finished it completely, mate. Um, and then I didn't really watch too much. I think I've been reading a lot. I've been reading 
uh, The Deep by Nick Cutter. Uh, so, oh, uh, yeah, okay. That uh, was the March book of the month, was it not? It was, yeah. So he wrote uh, uh, The Troop. Reader's which, Club. Which, um, mm-hmm. The Troop, I think, is like such a great horror book. Because it's like, no, it doesn't, doesn't take any bullshit. It does what it does. Um, and it feels like you're in a really solid horror story. And this mm. is all, I mean, so uh, this one is about a guy um, who has to go into the Mariner Trench, like a little submarine vessel. They've got like an ah. underwater lab thing at the bottom of it because they're trying to save the end of the world, this disease and stuff. And that's about as far as I've got. But it's it, it's already, it's got plenty of, not many authors who can describe stuff in such a way that will make you feel quite as queasy as that. He's he's very good at so but I mean feel the story itself, the content, it doesn't feel like um I'm not becoming a better person <laughs> by reading it. it is very sort of throwaway sort of fiction. But it's fun. Yeah. I mean it's um it's like watching a sitting out to watch a great fun, scary horror movie where you just wanna, you know, enjoy your time. Um other than that I've, I've watched Is there any uh, anything like Deep Rising? Um <laughs> <laughs> not yet but maybe maybe it could happen not yet but, but yeah yeah it could be on the on the cards yeah um other than that i watched brigsby bear have you seen brigsby bear um i'm not sure actually now you say that brigsby bear it's produced by like, andy sandberg and you know those lonely island guys okay so it's all right it's, it's a lot of, i mean it's um it's quirky indie Comedy drama sort of thing. I reckon I recognise the poster, but I don't really know much about it. It's got Mark Hamill in it, and Mark Hamill's like fantastic in it. Uh, oh, it's wow. about a guy who lives in a post-apocalyptic world, and he lives with his mum and dad in his little bunker. His dad's Mark Hamill, um, and he is he watches this thing called Brigsby Bear every day. He's got thousands of videotapes of Brigsby Bear, and that's how he gets through his day. Um, and then one day, um, the police show up. And we find out that he was actually taken as a kid by Mark Hamill. And the world's fine. It's just that he's been trapped in this thing for the uh, first 18 uh, years of his life. Uh, I hate but, it when that happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then he, the the biggest disappointment of it all is that he doesn't get any more Brigsby Bear. Because Brigsby Bear was a TV show being made. When Mark Hamill was like, I'm going out to the, into the wilderness to find a cure or whatever. He was actually going to this homemade TV studio to make Brigsby Bear episodes. So now, <laughs> so well, now, yeah. So now this it, guy, <laughs> he does it all the time. So now this guy is like, have to make. If I want to watch the rest of Briggsy Bear, I'm gonna have to make it myself. It's about him making the final episode and also getting used to the world as it is and not what it was in the fake bunker. Uh, it's like, I mean, it's it's really sweet. It's I wouldn't say it's like particularly laugh out loud funny, but it's one of the movies where you can watch and just feel really good about yourself and. Yeah, happy. Yeah, it's nice. Sounds uh, very interesting. I think I'll get it on the get it on the old list, mate. And then other than that, I watched this film called U.S. The United yeah. States. U.S. Eh? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Us. Have you Us. Uh, have you seen it? <laughs> yeah. No, Luke. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, we're gonna have to end the <laughs> podcast here. Uh, I did see it. I saw it. Uh, I think we watched it on the same day. You know, maybe not at the same time connected somehow via an invisible string of consciousness but yeah i've, I've seen it it's good good, good. well yeah. i've ruined it there by saying it's good haven't i have you know it's no. it might be good it might be 
But how good. Uh, so have you got any information about the, the film? Yes, yes, yes. So Us is a 2019 American horror film written and directed by Jordan Peele. Film stars Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Winston Duke, Shahadi, Wright Joseph, Evan Alex, Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker. Uh, a family's serenity turns to chaos when a group of doppelgangers begin to terrorize them. Mm. Which is uh, um, fortunate. 95% of Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb 7.5 out of 10. Right mm. on the on the money there. Um, Jordan Peele's second film, Get Out. We're both big fans of it, I think. Um, yeah. What are your initial thoughts about this one? Um, so it's difficult, isn't it? Because initially, when Get Out was released, we didn't really know much about it. It's like Jordan Peele, uh, comedian slash, you know, obviously, obviously now we know how much of a big horror fan he is. I guess in those initial days, so it was a bit difficult to know if Get Out was going to a be any good or what kind of film we we're going to get. Um, I think it kind of blew all expectations out of the water and was a very different film to what I think everyone kind of thought. Because I think initially I was a bit like to see a weird sort of thriller, um, but obviously it's got horror elements. And uh, I think it kind of wears its heart on its sleeve. It, does, it isn't afraid to get crazy. Hmm. You want to get crazy? Let's get crazy. And I feel I think this film's the same. Like obviously, there's a real distinctive undercurrent of you know uh, social commentary and you know things things that Jordan Peele's trying to say without being too obvious. You know, there's lots of um, lots of imagery that can kind of be taken in one or two different ways. Um, but it is a very it's got. I feel I feel the same with Get Out. Is it? It is a horror film. Of course, it's a horror film. It's not necessarily what you would call like, it's creepy, but is it scary? Not sure. But it's got this sort of like comedic element to it as well, hmm. which kind of like guides you by the hand throughout it. Um, but I think one of the things that makes this film so good is just um, Lupita Nyong'o's sort of dual performance, which I think was, you know, mad really, just how good she was in, in both the lead leading roles that she played. Uh, I think the soundtrack's ace as well. The soundtrack's really good, like kind of creepy, feels a bit omeny, especially with like, this weird sort of mm. opening um, credits scroll that we get, um, and a good use of, you know, just g- general music as well. Um, Beach Boys, um, NWA, uh, and of course the I Got Five On It remix, horror remix. Which, you know, since coming out. Is one of those it's one of those songs that, you know, the thought of that having a horror remix of that, yeah, but then the 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 chord progression is is genuinely quite unnerving. And the but there's some really piano bits sound just like they're sort of reminiscent of like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street style piano twinkly bits. And... It does. This is a, this is a thing. Like since 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 Get Out was released, and since I kind of find out a bit more about Jordan Peele and you know his history and stuff, um, and sort of the kind of films he likes. These films are very, like, they're saturated with, but not in a bad way, hmm. but just, like, classic, classic horror, you know, classic horror elements from everything, from the visuals, the music, the the, the way sort of plots unfold. Um, it, 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 he clearly is a man who loves the genre, and I think that, it's, as I said, it's a very unique horror film. Like, you could watch this film presented in a different way and maybe think it wasn't a horror film, but, you know, it totally is. You see that he tweeted, he said, Us is a horror film. You know, because of the whole thing about Get Out was like. Yeah, because Get Out was weird, where I think where I think it got nominated as a comedy, like for a yeah. Golden Globe, right? Um, and I think, you know, 
but but a lot of people now are saying, you know, oh, comedy's finally getting the sorry, not comedy, horror's finally getting the shot on the arm it needs and being saved. And I don't agree with that. I think horror's yeah. been constantly brilliant for a long time. Yeah. Um since the cliff edge, I'd say. Since my cliff edge of like nineteen sixty eight. That was a <laughs> that was an horror I got good. <laughs> finally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what did what did you think of this film? So I think um, the big because I didn't watch any trailers or anything like that. Uh, I went into it pretty blind. Um, you didn't watch any trailers at all. No, um, that's crazy. I think I went to watch something else, and the trailer came on. Oh, the, the same thing happened to this time. Um, the trailer for Pet Cemetery came on. Ah, yeah. There's meant to be. I've heard rumblings about this some change to the story, so I had to sort of close my like close my close eyes. eyes and ears. I think before I was just very scared of the trailer. I was like, yeah, you had a you had a giant popcorn and you just stuffed your head right in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Found my overhead. Yeah. <laughs> buried within disgusting um, <laughs> but um yeah so i mean it's it get out like is I, I really like it and especially more so on like revisits i think it's a great film and, and i just wanted to know if jordan peele if it was a fluke or if it was if he was like the genuine article and i think this film is amazing in a lot of ways i don't think it's perfect like some of the humor doesn't quite work quite work for me and it felt a bit flat and in, in the cinema um, mm. I think there's a problem with logic, uh, but I could have done without any exposition at all. Just, just gone full. Yeah, I think if if they kind of went with like the big reveal, the final reveal, obviously. Yeah. So if you listen to this, spoilers for us throughout. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, there was a big chunk of exposition which I felt like I didn't necessarily need, yeah. and left left me with more questions than. But not, like, not like questions like, oh, I wonder um, yeah. what more the like, history huh? is of that. And I was thinking, like, if that's the case, then how does that physically work? Like, there's lots of, like, me sort yeah, of reading yeah. scenarios. I did kind of think about that. I think it, if it was left to our imagination a little bit more, where yeah. where there was a bit of a question mark surrounding it, where... But then again, this exposition is given to us by a character who, you know, we're not necessarily... Well, there's a second reveal that I don't think makes 100%. It makes some of the film not make sense, uh, which we'll probably go into. Um, okay. But, but it's got, I mean, like I said, that um, the, I think if it went, if it kept with a sort of a slightly more metaphorical, allegorical route where you don't have to explain everything, I think it would have been a lot more potent. And I think it wouldn't have left like a bit of a sour taste in my mouth mm. at the end. But, um, and I was like Googling like theories and stuff after when I got home. And I was like, I don't think this does work. Yeah. Some theories are really, really reaching that I've, yeah. that I've kind of read. And I think, you know, it's good to have theories sometimes. But perhaps, perhaps this is one of those films which kind of, it gives a bit too much to you. I think, th- I think the same with uh, Hereditary. If they just, mm. if they just didn't have that stuff. Like I feel like the films would have been way better for me. I feel like there yeah. might be notes from the from the studio saying you need to have. Yeah, we need to know what the hell's going on. Yeah, because I mean, no, I, I think films like this—they don't want to be disrespectful to like a mainstream audience, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to a mainstream audience. But you know, some people who see a film, a horror film, market as a horror film. Unfortunately, if you're like a casual fan of the genre or something, you want to go to watch a horror film and you want to get like you want to get jumpy moments and stuff like that i guess you don't really want to think about the social Mm. um social class system being presented in a 
in a horror film, you know, uh, stuff about identity and uh, poverty. I've sort of read about this film being a metaphor for. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Maybe, I, I mean, think... I'm, as I said, not being disrespectful to mainstream audiences, but, you know, you're mainstream idiots. audiences, <laughs> you're bloody idiots, mate. <laughs> You know, yeah. you're all bloody idiots. I, I can't expect you all to have your head switched on like me. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know what I knew what was happening all the way through. All right, you know? yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm saying, like, there are parts where it does feel like it gives you a little bit too much. Mm. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Jordan Peele is the kind of director who would disrespect his audience in any way. Of course not. No. But you know, we, especially with a big film like this, where there's a huge amount of expectation. Yeah. Um, it might be an issue with the fact that it's a doppelganger story. Doppelganger stories never. They're always metaphorical to the point of you. I don't think you can inject any logic into them usually because there is no logic to. There's no scientific, you know, logical underpinning to them. You just have to take them as a metaphor. So like the double, the Richard Howard film. Um, what mm. is that? It? The, the enemy. I've not seen the enemy, but I imagine that's a similar sort. Of, I don't think that's a. You've written a doppelganger story. I mean, is that like a? Does that have like a logical? Uh, is he a clone or something? Well, or I wouldn't want it? to ruin the um, the the short film, which isn't even out yet. The other, yeah, coming out um, coming out at some point this year. I don't want to ruin it, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess it is one of those things where you want to maintain the mystery to a degree. You want to mm-hmm. explain things in a way, but there's got to be a level of doubt, especially over the main character or the or like the you know the unreliable nar- narrator thing um i think that helps the story you know if you're not quite sure what's happening when things get sort of explained to you in a really really detailed way yeah to the point where you know you're you're picking it apart you don't need to pick it apart because you've been told almost every single element of that so i think from this film i kind of took away you know is this even you know, the, the man who haunted himself was the film I'm, think, I'm thinking of, uh, oh, yeah. with, Rod, with, Rod, with Roger Moore, which yeah. is what, which is what um, the other was initially sort of um, inspired I've seen by. That. What is that? And that, that's a doppelganger story. That is a doppelganger and story. Is is that like a real? Is he actually being haunted by? Again, it's uh, it's open to interpretation. I think that's See, that's how better. It, that's better for doppelganger. That's stories. much better. Yeah, of course. And I think Enemy yeah. is Enemy is probably the 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 master of that because you know. One one minute you're thinking, oh, actually, it is just a guy who looks like him and he's trying to ruin his life. And then another time you're thinking, hang on a minute, is it just the same guy? But we're kind of seeing two sides, of, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from this film. I think it is great. And there's a lot of unique stuff in terms of doppelganger stories that we see, like stuff that we've never seen before. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. But but to think of the logist- logistics of this, you know, big twist or both twists, the logistics of it kind of don't quite mm. uh, match up, but then that, I don't think that takes away much from the film. It's not like we go, oh, that makes sense." Not even bothered. No, I mean the film itself is is pretty solid and it's pretty great. Um, I mean, so we've got a cast here. We've got Lupita Nyong'o as the mother of the family, Adelaide Wilson, and her alter ego here says her name is Red. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she ever says that out loud in the film. Uh, Winston Duke, who I remember from Black Panther, he yep. Is the lovable, affable husband called Gabe Wilson, who his counterpart is called Abraham. I wonder where they're getting those names from. Just in the fact that they're supposed to just sort of be like almost mindless. They look a bit like um, biblical. 
from what I could tell. Some of them biblical or maybe like mythology. Yeah. So we've got um, yeah. Shahadi Wright Joseph, who plays Zora, and then her alter ego is called Umbre. Umbre? Umbro. I think that's this, this Manchester United sponsor from. Yeah, Umbro. 95 or whenever it was. Um, <laughs> Evan Alex plays Jason Wilson, who's the kid of the family, the younger younger boy, and his alter ego is called Pluto. Um, I, I imagine that it's either a Roman god thing or the dog from yeah. Lutians. So I'll get into this, but I kind of think who's given them those names? Well, yeah, that's what it, like, I don't I don't think that makes much sense. When... They have the same name, would they? And yeah. then there's sort of like there's another family. Uh, Elizabeth Moss is uh, so Elizabeth Moss is the Moss is the mum. <laughs> Tim Heidecker is the dad. Uh, the twins and somebody told me this. I haven't actually confirmed it, but the twins, Callie and Noel Sheldon, uh-huh. um, are apparently played by um, Becca and Lindsay Tyler, who were a baby in Friends. The baby, um, the baby. baby Emma. Is it Baby Emma? Oh wow, that's that's pretty interesting. I wonder if she had like stories to tell on the set of Friends. Yeah, what when they were a baby? <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's true. Actually, someone told me that, but that's, I'm not sure if I can the same guy who told then. me that Love Death and Robots uh, plays <laughs> episodes in order of yeah yeah yeah. Who's this guy Who's this walking guy? around giving us? <laughs> yeah, um, and also uh, an actor that I really have enjoyed the work of recently, uh, uh, Yaha Abdul Mateen II, who plays Black Manta in Aquaman. Um, he plays um, Adelaide's dad in the flashbacks, and oh, yeah. and, yeah. Can- and and Candyman is correct. He is going to play yeah. Candyman and Candyman. Oh, you said yeah, Candyman from this. Do you want to be like you're exactly what I'm looking for, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I loved. It. I thought he was great as Black Manta in Aquaman. I kind of wanted a, a Aquaman movie with Black Manta as the main villain, um, but yeah, it was good. And I think he's also in Watchmen coming up. Um, and he a has TV been cast. Yeah, TV show of Watchmen. Um, and he's also been cast in New Black Mirror. Um, whenever that's going to eventually arrive. Interesting. Also, by the way, um, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone reboot is April first. Ah, interesting. very soon. Yeah. First episode, or are we getting all the episodes together? Or? I have no idea. Um, I've listened to an interview with Jonathan Ross, and he's just saying April first. But um, if that's all he said, they were asking him questions. You get going, April first. April first. Imagine that, like you're releasing your second film on May on March twenty second, and then a series on the first of April. It might be that he's had to... he's <laughs> had property right he's now. Had property, yeah. It might be that they're trying to um, you know get a bit of a, a catch that wave of yeah. us. Oh yeah. But uh, okay, so the story uh, we we opened back in nineteen eighty six. It's a really weird opening shot um, with all the rabbits. Is it? It's, it's like a TV screen, I think. First, yes, yeah, so, yeah, like so video cassettes of us. Uh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> of Chud <laughs> and Chud um, and the right stuff. Yeah, and uh, the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see sort of this video, and there's like an uh, advertisement for this thing called um, what's it called? Hands Across America. I didn't know Which that was a like, real thing. A, I thought that was yeah. like uh, so I had to Google act- it to see pictures of it. Yeah, so I've seen actors who were in that, like tweeting and, and Instagramming about us because they were like, oh, I was in that, like uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was like this sort of um, charity thing to raise money for the homeless. 
and people were trying to make like a human chain across the whole of America. Yeah, yeah. You know, which seems, again, yeah. a logistical nightmare. But did that, they that, do, that, did that they do it? Yeah. So I think it looked like, from what I could tell, they actually did it. <laughs> from what you could tell, you looked at it and went, well, I mean, it's, it it still looks like they definitely did it. It looks like bullshit. It looks like someone's just made that up. It's like, Imagine you did it though, and like two absolute jokers were like, like let's 30, just not 30, hold hands. Let, not oh, hold hands. <laughs> but even let's two jokers in 30 years' time were like, no, nah, they didn't really do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, don't hold hands, and then when they keep doing it, about it, 30 years later, come out and go, you know what? We didn't hold hands. So that chain never actually really Whole thing collapsed. happened. Yeah. Whole thing collapsed. Yeah. Screwed. But then there's, yeah, so, uh, um, there's all the rabbits, and it's like a white rabbit, uh, and it's like a. Sort of music, and it zooms out. It's it's a long long take, and it's like, and he starts to see a few black rabbits, and I wonder how many people are looking at that going. I wonder if the ratio of white to black rabbits has something to do with the plot of this film. Yeah, people are going to be counting things, you know, just doing all the maths. So Jordan Peele. Do we get the do we get the intro intro stuff first before we get that that? Oh, maybe maybe yeah, possibly. So yeah, Adelaide is um on vacation in Santa Cruz. On vacation. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Yeah. Her parents, so you know, her parents. Her dad's like, he, he wants a beer, he wants a laugh. They, a bit of tension between the two of them. She's really quiet. She's kind of walking along, not really saying anything. Um, and then her dad is, play, what, what's he doing? Like knocking balls, knocking. No, he's playing whack a mole. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's playing whack a mole. And he wins she a just, t-shirt. Uh, wins a Michael Jackson t-shirt. I like topical. Topical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jordan Peele knew that was gonna yeah. be topical. Um. And Adelaide wanders off when her mum says it's expressive. Don't wander off. She does, which, you know, so she deserved everything she got. So <laughs> there's a scene, there's a bit where she walks out towards the beach and we saw like a storm brewing in the yeah the distance. And then she turns around and sees like a fun house hall of mirrors, which I think is a bit weird because it's like facing onto the beach. Seems a bit creepy, doesn't it? Seems a bit dodge, reminiscent of uh, Big. Yeah, the, yeah. Because um, he always used to scare me. Tom Hanks, <laughs> not Tom Hanks. The uh, what's his name in the box? Yeah, the wizard the thing. Yeah, anyway. shaman dude. Yeah. Um. So this is. I'm, I'm gonna not gonna do this for the entire thing. So, but so the the other version of Adelaide has like a thriller T-shirt, like a one of it's like a poorly recreated make version of this T-shirt. Who made that prop? <laughs> Who made all like the stuff that the tethered people would wear? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. But I'm not gonna. I guess. Just... Yeah, let's not let's let's not rev- do any reveals of stuff until okay. we get to right. a point. Then we can then we can then we can drop back in. Oh uh, yeah, so she goes to like this hall of mirrors, which is looks looks like there's no one in there. It's abandoned. Um, and she kind of gets a bit scared and tries to run out, but she like knocks into into the uh, mirror and then she starts whistling this was a bit strange because she seemed really scared and then she started whistling Yeah, uh, but then we thought maybe that's a way of her coping with being scared mm. she was whistling Itsy, Itsy Bitsy Spider right I didn't know what song it was I thought it was 10 green bottles initially but I think it is Itsy Bitsy yeah. Spider but it's one of those where that kind of sounds the same you know like old McDonald and Twinkle Twinkle kind of sound the same yeah. and you and can't it's... do the Superman theme without going into Star Wars <laughs> I that can't thing. yeah and then someone joins him with like a perfect fifth harmony on the uh, on the whistle. Someone's kind of just whistling. It sounds a bit shit, doesn't it? Like yeah. you'd be like, oh, I'm ruining it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she kind of like is looking around, looking a bit scared, and then she 
backs into what seems to be someone who looks identical to her from the back at least and when she turns around she sort of makes a big old terrified face but then we don't see what she saw and then we get that big opening title the rabbits uh shot with the rabbits yeah um so we're like rabbits rabbits are key to this somehow but how you know what does it mean yeah i'm still not 100 percent sure how really um thematically anyway but um it looks good doesn't it a load of white rabbits like mucking about running around <laughs> very cute yeah um so then back now we're in present day and we've got an adult adelaide um or do we get the bit, bit of a sort of background thing yet of her not talking and no no i think we get yeah. adult adelaide and sort of we we under, we start to see a bit of dynamic between her husband uh gabe and their children mm. you know he's insistent that they should um you know experience the great outdoors they're like oh, there's no internet here he's like well we got the outer net yeah lots, of, lots bit, of dad jokes coming in dad jo- it does a bit of yeah. a dab and they're, they're, the kids are a bit like oh. and we yeah. kind of find out a little bit more about these kids so, so zora is a bit of a conspiracy theory lover she seems she seems to be quite like uh independent but now she's running, doing like apparently as well yeah yeah so she's got a history of like doing a bit of running but now she's a bit like oh, i ain't even interested in it anymore and she wants to drive a car so being a bit rebellious and then Jason is we a bit of a shy kid. He's got a mask. That he kind of what kind of mask is that? Like a werewolf or something? I thought it was Chewbacca initially. I think it's a Chewbacca mask. Uh, Possibly. Yeah. But he's got this mask yeah. that he kind of just has on his head and covers his face with sometimes. So you know, and there's a lot. I get already. There's sort of stuff about identity and you know. He has um, a magic trick that I still don't understand. What the whole trick part of it is? It's like a lighter. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's a, he's got this sort of magic trick thing in his hand, which kind of looks like it's a, <laughs> a weird lighter that just makes a spark. Yeah. And I think, imagine you paid to go and see a, a magic <laughs> show. Someone just pulled yeah. that out. You'd be like, shit. Ah. Uh-huh. But yeah, we get, yeah. I, I think what's good is that we spend quite a lot of time with the family until anything kind of goes south, which I think is good in us obviously rooting for people to A, survive, and also sort of understanding these characters. They're not, not, they're not like one-dimensional characters I, like where... I think we spend enough time to actually sort of build a bond with them that like we feel yeah. kind and, it's, of, and uh... it's funny and it feels it feels like a fleshed out sort of family dynamic as well it doesn't yeah. feel like you know just four two adults and two kids stuck together look you're a family now don't you come on then to, oh, we've got to pretend you love each other yeah but uh yeah i think it's pretty good so it's a bit strange though because adelaide obviously remembers that there was sort of like some sort of traumatic incident from her youth um, which obviously she does, she, you know, she's apprehensive about the trip. I'm a bit like, God, why come back to Santa Cruz then? Like, if that if that happens, seems yeah. like you come here all the time. Yeah. So the, um, the head of it see Tim Heidecker and uh, and his family. Yeah. Uh, so Gabe Gabe called. is like, yeah. Gabe has bought a boat. He's got like a boat, which is a bit of a piece of shit. But uh, obviously, he, there's a bit of um, competition between him and his and this his friend, uh, played by played by who? Sorry, Tim Heidecker. Yeah, yeah, from the Eric and Tim shit. Tim, Tim and Eric, Eric yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a bit of you know they're eager to impress each other, and then but then we see uh, the dynamic of this this family is a lot different. You know, they they they're heavily heavy drinkers. They kind of bicker a little bit. They clearly don't like it. They resent each other. You know, there's What's a little name? bit of Elizabeth a... Moss says, if I hadn't had if I didn't get pregnant with the twins, I would have been a movie star. I just need to genuinely think. That, yeah. that one like, incident got, got stopped her from being a movie star. Yeah, for yourself. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, so already the, the the difference in dynamic between these two families has been established. You know, the, neither family has kind of got that perfect dynamic going on, but I think we all know which family we'd rather be uh, a member of. You'd be adopted, little Luke Condor adopted by... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could get into the rhythm of it. I could, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, it get out. into the yeah. rhythm. So yeah, obviously this is where we get the first instance of that. I got five on it song as well when they're driving to the beach. Um. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Which, yeah, is, is like... I can't even remember much about the soundtrack of Get Out, but I remember it having, like... So the soundtrack of Get Out, I don't remember much, but I remember... That one bit when he goes to the sunken place being really quite moving. Um, yeah, and I, I think there is kind of like a main theme as well. Yeah. Which is recognisable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so when we're, when we're at the beach, little Jason in his Chewbacca mask and Jules t-shirt when he's at the beach, risky, <laughs> yeah. um, decides to wander off. And this is where we think, waz, oh, goes, I think he goes it, for a waz. He goes for a wazzy wazzy woo woo. But when he comes out, he sees a a dude sort of standing in a T pose. He's got eleven eleven on his head. We didn't see that at this stage, right? There. Mm, no, but are we not supposed to know it is him? But uh, but there's a lot of things that Adelaide is seeing, which are sort of what she saw as like similar to what she saw as a kid, and she even mentions it. She says, yeah. "I'm seeing a lot of coincidences for what happened." So there's a lot of coincidences. There's a lot of symmetry. There's a lot yeah. of you know things lining up perfectly which i kind of she kind of thinks is representative of this dark force that she experienced in that hall of mirrors all those years ago getting closer um and sort of that's why she kind of unsure about santa cruz being a bit of a not a good place for her i think just go on holiday somewhere else get yourself over to the uk yeah get yourself to skegness yeah get yourself some chips sit on the boardwalk and uh just watch the sights yeah. Eagles swoop down. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so this this dude in the T pose is kind of like his hands bleeding. We see he's like in a big sort of overcoat type thing. We don't really see much of him. We kind of think maybe Jason's been fudged up at this point because he kind of vanishes for a while. Adelaide starts to panic. Everyone kind of kicks off a little bit. Um, but then he just comes back. He goes, "All right, I'm back. You twats." <laughs> All right, I'm back. Jesus. Just uh, and then smoked a cigarette. Uh, 
I just smoked a doobie, mate. Uh, and then that night, basically, Adelaide sees that he's drawn a picture of that man with him looking at that man. Draw a picture about it. And, yeah. and then she goes, what's this? And he goes, and then she goes, who's this? And he says, I don't know. But then I, I'd, I'd ask more questions. All right. Well, what is this? Where did you see it? Did you yeah. see it? <laughs> but yeah. she doesn't do that. So, so Adelaide at this point is very um, worried about something potentially going wrong or this dark yeah. force coming back. She explains to Gabe what happened to her all that time ago. Um, and he kind of just goes a bit like, well, yeah. Hey. Well, it's like how I would react if Cat if Cat told me that, like, oh, I think I saw a ghost on that street corner when I was five. I'd be like, we we'll, we'll ghosts aren't real, so we're we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ghosts are real, love. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I definitely saw something that somebody looked identical to me. Yeah. Probably looked like a little bit like you. Yeah. What was that? Is who was saying, you know how to know if a house is haunted? It isn't. Ghosts aren't real. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, I think it's an afterlife. It's good, um, but you you were saying that you didn't think the uh, this is like a scary sort of thing. But I, you know, when the, the doppelgangers turned up. I was pretty terrified. I actually struggled to yeah. Watch I felt tense, but probably tense in the same way that I would with like a thriller, like a home okay. invasion thriller or something. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, it was scary, but no, it wasn't like okay. Maybe I'll take that back. Maybe I didn't mean that, but you know what I mean. I know right? what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point in the night um one of them says there's a family outside um and then when they go to look it's uh it's it's them we don't really see who, who it is but um everyone's trying to stay calm winston duke's like i do i do like though don't you like those moments in in horror films where somebody yeah. usually a kid just says something like just oh there's a monster under my bed or there's a i think in signs we get there's a man yeah. outside my room there's a girl. There's in a the girl garden. in the garden. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. It's kind of like. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. Huh? Uh, so Winston Duke, um, he's like, "Don't worry, I'll sort it out." He, he goes out, and um, I like how he gets increasingly black. <laughs> like every time he goes out and gets a bit, <laughs> he you can tell he's starting to get a bit worried about the fact that this family won't just leave, and then he gets the baseball bat and he starts talking about it. things are going to be he crazy. <laughs> He doesn't strike me as the kind of man who would like turn to violence immediately. He seems a bit no, unsure no. of himself. Yeah, yeah. He's a bit like, well, I mean, he's like a big guy, like Winston Duke, especially in like Black Panther. He was like a, yeah. he's an absolute unit. Yeah. But in this, in this, you know, he's a bit, un- a little bit unsure of himself. Obviously, it's strange what spectacles can do to a man, right? Yeah. I and mean, it what? can really make a man look like a whip. You ready? <laughs> oh no, you're not threatened by me at all now, are you? Yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee's big adventure. <laughs> so, stuff. Uh, so he goes out again, um, and then I think he said, I'm going to call the police. And yeah. then what's her name? goes, tick, tick, makes a little tapping noise. Two kids yeah. dart off. So, I, mean, I mean, so Adelaide, Adelaide does call the police. Like, she calls the police immediately. Gabe's a bit like, what the hell? Are you calling the police over that? Yeah. And she kind of like, they so say, I'd they're be like, like that. I'd be like, don't call the police. It's just, uh, also, yeah. I understand. So, yeah. Adelaide, initially like she's terrified but at the same time she's not like out of control she still maintains a certain amount of control what i like about it is she like pulls her kids really close hmm. holds to them. oh shit <laughs> you're not that over <laughs> pulls her kids really close yeah holds on to them she's like no 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 do you know what i mean like there's no uh, she's not unsure about anything you know yeah. like I, oh my god she 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 is terrified but she sort of maintains an element of control by calling yeah. the police immediately 
know I mean, doing those things that perhaps you see in horror films and you think, well, why don't they just do that immediately? She kind of does do that immediately. Yeah, she yeah. calls the police when things haven't even really gone that wrong. So I guess that's why this horror film sort of a bit goes a bit against the grain in that way. Yeah. But yeah, the, the family of doppelgangers, Red does do this little... And, and, and uh, they all sort of scuttle away. And then um, Winston Duke's doppelganger, he he's like he's like being stopped by Jason. He's, he's got that that sort of presence. He looks massive. I was genuinely very concerned that Winston Duke was going to get his head like caved in. Yeah, I thought I thought there was a definite chance he was going to get killed off pretty much immediately. Yeah, I would have been heartbroken as well. I thought it was great. It would it would it would have got me, but. Um, he doesn't. I mean, they they break in pretty easily. It was very spooky, sort of creepy scene. Most home home invasion things are when when people start breaking into the house. Um, yeah, definitely. And then they sit them down. Um, they 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 realize it's them, like a complete mirror image of them. Um, yeah. But then, what's the name? Starts talking. It's like she's doing like backwards voice. Hello, you know that sort of voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's <laughs> yeah. So obviously her voice is like. None of the others can speak. So, like Winston yeah. Duke's um, uh, doppelganger goes, Oh! Hey! <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh! Hello! Oh! He's a bit like that. Yeah. Um, Pluto is like, doesn't speak at all, kind of growls. Um, uh, it's like a at, cat as well at times. Yeah, and Umbre, who is Zora's, Zora's, I don't think she says anything, she just has a weird sort of like smile. Very creepy smile. Yeah. Very creepy smile. So, then what, see, what seems to happen then is that the. Um, Adelaide gets handcuffed to a table and then Red kind of basically everyone sort of splits off with their mm-hmm. own doppelganger um, Winston Duke's doppelganger takes him out into the garden to do a bit of gardening or something um, what is he Red do tells, to? I don't understand what he's going to do to yeah. Red, Red tells Zora to run which she does but then Umbre kind of like stretches and gets ready and chases after like a bit of a game I guess well, she says everyone's treating it as a bit of a game tethered for so long or something I want to take my time enjoy it uh, and then it's, they all go to play. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, um, yeah. Jason's forced to go and play with Pluto, like in a closet, just chill out and have a bit of, yeah. you know, bit of time together. Uh, and then Red, this is the first time we get a bit of exposition from Red, where she explains that you know she's been tethered to Adelaide as mm. as of the rest of her family. Anything anything that Adelaide does, she's kind of forced to do. So once once she meets her husband, uh, Red meets another husband. Uh, force over kids, but kind of Red is living the really horrible version of her life where everything's kind of, you know, they're down, yeah. down somewhere in the it's, dark. It seems like every positive thing that happened in in Adelaide's life, um, Red was getting the opposite, the the, the bad version of it, uh, where the son barely escaped getting caught in a fire. Her son actually was caught in the fire. Um, where what's yeah. his name got a pair of Glasses at Specsavers, two for one hundred and fifty pound. Uh, Winston Duke's other version didn't get any glasses. Didn't get any glasses. No, no. got zero glasses. Where the runner girl, uh, uh, she got to watch all the conspiracy videos she wanted. Uh, the other one was like, just had to no sort of in, make it up. No, in it, no, no internet, internet access. No internet. Dial up. I think she was still one of. Up. One of them had a lovely bowl of uh, crunchy nut Kellogg's. <laughs> the other one had a bowl of crunchy nut Sainsbury's. Asda. <laughs> <laughs> With even crunchy nut, I think they were just this is Asda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crunchy nut cornflakes. They're like uh, weirdly soggy. There's like no crunch. Like, I don't know what. Where, how is there no crunch in these in these special K? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so 
Uh, what's the name? They get on a boat, don't they, Gabe and his uh, his doppelganger? Yeah. So Gabe sort of, so Gabe's doppelganger like puts him in a like a bin bag. <laughs> and I don't like, understand what the what's going on. What's a bin bin bag? He's like, you go and enjoy up. your time with your doppelganger before you kill him. I think it's the yeah. whole idea. But no, no other no other doppelganger seems to be doing this. It's only it's only our core family who like to do it. And then it's like, well, what I'd like to do is I'd like to put my doppelganger in a bin bag, take him out to the sea, yeah. and they just want to scare the living bejesus out of him, you know. Maybe. So obviously, yeah, yeah Gabe, Gabe, and um, Abraham get into a bit of a scuffle. Abraham ends up in the water, but then the boat kind of takes off, and uh, Winston Duke falls in, which is quite funny. Yeah. Um, and then Abraham's getting dragged around by the boat, um, but it it leans to the left a bit, so eventually it does come all the way around. Yeah. And they have a bit of a fight, but um, he wins, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, Gabe. so he, 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 uh, he's getting strangled or something, or his head's getting bashed in, and he bangs his head on the engine, on the rotor, on the motor thing, and it kicks it into life and shreds yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Initially, I got confused by that moment. I thought he was headbutting the boat to hurt the other guy, as in they were tethered, so anything that hurt him would hurt him. But then I thought, uh, okay, yeah. but people are getting killed, like. Yeah, that's what I thought that bit bit was. Yeah, so that kind of went over my head. My bad. So he's 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 got out of that one. Our runner girl is running away, and then it's quite it's quite a good bit where they're like she's climbing on cars and hiding on the cars. And so, but then the neighbor yep. gets involved, and he gets. By the way, they've got scissors now. Uh, all of them got the same scissors. Um, and then the, so so all of them are dressed in like red jumpsuits. They've all yeah. got like um, tan colored sort of like gardening gloves. Only the one glove as well. I think it's the only the one Jackson glove. Thing. Michael Jackson yeah. again, um, and pairs of like sort of bronze scissors. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's absolutely loads of kind of like connotations and things for that reasons for that. But do I don't think we really get anything, do we? We must have had stacks of them down on the ground. But um, <laughs> but she uh, the the little girl stabs the neighbor, and I was like, his doppelganger is not going to get a chance to. His doppelganger is going to be absolutely fuming. Somebody's probably killed him already. <laughs> someone's, oh, for bloody hell. Someone's <laughs> killed my bloody... Oh, Sharon, you never guess what? My doppelganger's been done in. And she's, and she's like, I've just killed my doppelganger. It was it was it's well lovely. good. It was exactly what... It was lovely. He's like, for fuck's sake. And then he goes, I'm going to have to kill, I'm going to have to kill this one now. And then he kills that one. It's such a chain of events where, exactly. yeah. you know... No one can find. No doppelgangers can find their actual thing, and you know that's how the world unravels. And Jesus, yeah. <laughs> but and uh, the Pluto and the little the little boys they're playing. And he does the magic trick, manages to sneak out and lock lock him in a cupboard. Um, yeah, and that's when uh, Red sort of goes to investigate and sort of come on, you kids, stop mucking about now. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> so she's also the, the, the tether are like oddly strong, right? I got the impression that there was like there's something supernatural about the strength. For it seemed like they were very strong, or they could do stuff that other people couldn't. Um, did you get yeah. the impression, or did I make smash it? They were smashing the gym, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, oh yeah. So uh, Adelaide manages to uh, use this distraction to break out at the table. Um, yep. Still cuffed there. Still cuffed. Uh, yeah, the family all kind of regroup, come together, and they manage to escape on Gabe's boat while Red and sort of Pluto watch on. Um, 
and then we're sort of we we go back to the other family the tylers um who are sort of they're again they don't seem they live in a lovely big plush house um you know with all the all the mod cons and they're drinking and they but again they don't seem to really like each other i think um uh, also name kitty even asks she hears a noise outside and she asks josh to go and have a look and he's like oh but i'm all in my little comfy space he's in the same comfy space as you're in right now just all yeah cozied yeah. up yeah you don't want to you don't want to move and then <laughs> kind of out of nowhere this is where we get the first so i think at this stage everyone's led to believe that the only doppelgangers are of our main family right yeah and i liked the implications of this um yeah when it first when it first happened um so they get attacked by their own doppelgangers and killed like dealt pretty with much immediately pretty quickly, yeah. yeah dealt with in a way that you know red should have dealt with her family really they they weren't playing with the food no These exactly right so, they, so they get straight up murdered there's a great bit obviously where um good vibrations by the beach boys is playing mm-hmm. while they get murdered mm-hmm. yeah and then when Kitty is dying, she says, "Call the police," because they've got like a um, what's it called? Alexa, a- a- Alexa thing. Call the police, but Alexa mishears and says, "Playing fuck the police" by N.W.A. <laughs> yeah, and that starts playing while obviously she gets a throat slip. Gets a throat slip, which is you know unfortunate. So where else are our family gonna go? They're on the boat, by the way. By this point, where about where else are going to go over there to their only friends in the neighborhood? Um, yeah, the Tylers. And when they get there, um, they kind of the whole family sort of leans out the door and like yeah. grabs Adelaide and pulls her in. Yeah, um, again, but this is the thing, um, they don't kill him, they're like, they don't, they just no. tie her up. She gets handcuffed to a bed this time. Yeah, it seems kind of weird that they didn't kill him. But then again, what was their goal? They just wanted to kill theirs, and then that's it. I don't know. It's it's, it's unclear. Yeah, I guess we're made to think that a lot of the tethered are they've all got different, you know, goals, and you know they're not just mindless killing machines. Some of them, because we get to see Kitty's doppelganger kind of puts lipstick on, and yeah, they yeah. cut. They kind of they kind of lack a lot of human motor functions. Yeah, and standard standard sort of. They don't act in normal or react to things in ways that they probably normal human beings would. Yeah, so yeah, the Wilsons yeah. managed to kill all of the doubles in various different ways. Um, the daughter uh, Zora like takes out one of the twins, two of the twins. I think she takes out. Yeah, with a golf club. A golf uh, club. She's really she sort of flips the golf club around and she like jabs one with a rubber yeah. handle, and the rubber handle sticks in them. <laughs> I don't know what it sticks into, but it goes, and she has to sort yeah. of dislodge it. I'm like, yeah, um, yeah. Gabe is fighting um, Josh's doppelganger on a boat. Like he sort of shoots a flare gun at him, and then they have a bit of a wrestle. But he's, go- com- he's like massive compared to. to yeah. Do you, remember, yeah. do you remember what the boat was called as well? No, I don't. Uh, I remember it having a good name, but I've kind of forgot. I think it was called like Keegan Michael Key. No, it's called something good. I'm just trying to remember about it. Um, and then what happens with Kitty's, uh, Kitty's doppelganger gets eventually killed by the kid. Uh, the little boy has a, like a crystal statue or something. He's got, he's got a crystal and he he smashes it on her bonds. 
which yeah. was I thought was a nice little that was a rock beats scissors moment, wasn't it? Eater of a rock. She had a scissors. <laughs> Bang. I had a big cup on that, but you are right. Rock does beat scissors. That's one hundred percent correct. Most of the time, unless people are cheating. Yeah. So yeah, when, when everyone's dead, they all turn on the news and realise that this tethered thing with all the doppelgangers is happening all all across the United States. Um, and what they seem to be doing as well is after they've done a bit of murdering, they seem to be joining hands together to uh, form like a massive human chain, which is reminiscent yeah. of what of what Luke. Uh, hands across America. Is that it's America? Is that yeah? I thought it was I a trick question. I want test. I want to test. Quick, trick question. Five out of five. Okay. Um. So I got five on. Let's see if you can get all five of the quiz, and then you can actually sing that. I got five on. I got five on. Yep. So they think. Let's just drive away. They get into a car. There's one bit where the uh the young girl, um. Is is she must have caught him by running, uh, and they're like, "Who's going to drive? I've killed one of them, so I should be driving." I've got they do like a kill count. And yeah, so, that's humorous. Uh, probably not likely <laughs> to happen in this <laughs> yeah. situation, but um, it's very there quite, is a, quite there humorous. Is, there was a joke earlier as well where Gabe says about just staying in the house and making Home Alone style traps. Yeah, uh, to which Adelaide says, "Tell me, you didn't just re- reference Home Alone?" And some of the kids say. So they say, are you going to sprinkle micro-machines in front of the window or something? And one of the kids says, what's micro-machines? And the girl says, what's Home Alone? Jesus Christ. You guys don't even know you're born, man! I, I mean, bet, I bet kids know. Do you, do you, your, does your little one know Home Alone? Yeah, yeah, she knows Home Alone, but that's just because, you know, I like Home Alone, so I've shown yeah. it to her. Um, any opportunity to, to basically live out Home Alone, I would take, even if it meant my family were, like, in danger. I'd be like, right, get those paint cans <laughs> strung up. So uh, there's a film, there's a Christmas horror film. I don't think you've seen it uh, called Better Watch Out. Um, I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's pretty much the horror version of Home Alone, and I recommend you watch it. Just because, when you said paint cans, there, there's a good, yeah. there's a good scene. A good, there's a good paint can moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the, the 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 daughter who's driving. Who wanted to learn how to drive early in the film, but um, hadn't got around to it. She runs over her doppelganger. Uh, runs over her so hard that she flies up and lands in a tree. Yeah, it's kind of like in half. Is she like in half in a tree? Or like it looks like she's back? bent but fully backwards. But then Adelaide goes out to see her, and then is yeah. a little bit like, like m- mothering, like in in her final moments, like she's you know trying to. Calm her down in, in a in a death, but she doesn't seem to be in pain. She seems to be like smiling still. She loves a bit of pain. It was seen. Yeah. Uh, so then I think we start to go towards. Oh, how does this even happen? Because the why did he go to the Santa Cruz beach? Why would he um, go there? I think they just kind of accident. Oh yeah, I think Adelaide says at some point that they should get to a boat and go to Mexico. So get to like the coast, and I guess the Santa Cruz beach is the closest coast. Get a boat and get yourself to Mexico. That's kind of her plan um, when okay. she realizes yeah. it's going south um, for pretty much the whole country. And it's kind of like sunny now. Um, and yeah, Pluto kind of is, appears in the road. And Adelaide gets out and she kind of walks up to him. And again, it seems 
like she's feels a bit mothering towards this one as well. Yeah. And I, and I guess at, my, at this point, I kind of thought maybe it's because they look exactly like her kids, you know? Yeah, yeah. So in any way, it's going to be strange to just suddenly go out and murder someone who was exactly the same as your kid. I mean, that would be strange yeah. anyway. But then Pluto sort of steps back and we realize there's a sort of a, a trickle of gasoline. So well, everyone gets out of the car, realizes it's a trap. But then Jason seems to have some co- sort of control over Pluto where but he kind of like... still tethered in a way or something. Still tethered. And I'm a... Sh- we'll get to this. But it doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem like many, many others have that ability. No. So he sort of walks back into the fire and Pluto obviously burns and dies. But then Red appears out of nowhere and abducts Jason, takes him off. And uh, so Adelaide, Adelaide is going like ham at this stage. She's a bit of a badass. She's like got a fire poker and she's, mm. you know, give me back my children. So she goes off after Adelaide. Zora and Gabe sort of chill out in a, an ambulance for a little while. Yeah. And Adelaide ends up by some horrible turn of, twist of fate in the Boardwalk Funhouse um, back in the Hall of Mirrors, which is different. It's like, uh, you know, no... well, the, the, well, it's got a different name, hasn't it? If you can say yeah. it. But uh, the bit that Kat, my missus, who we went to watch the film, she jumped the most at was in the in the opening of this film when, the, when she's, a, she's a little girl, she goes into it. This little thing jumps out like an owl. Yeah, mechanical yeah, owl yeah, jumps yeah. out. Cat jumps at that, and then the exact same owl jumps out at adult Adelaide, and she jumps yeah. exactly the same place, uh, yeah. and then Adelaide and smashes uh, it, smashes it to pieces. Yeah, um, she goes in. I don't think she does any whistling or anything this time. I think she just she just keeps on walking, and then she finds that weirdly nice uh, escalator going down into like it looks like you're going into like a shopping center, into like a Westfield yeah. center, like an underground shopping center or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And then, like, it's getting more and more weird around this point. There's bunny rabbits sort of loose. There's, um, uh, I don't know, it's like weird, it's like an airport. I don't know how you describe it. It's like a weird little changing rooms. And there's like different rooms with cages in and and sort of desks where it looks like they've, you know, school, school, classroom desks and stuff. Uh, so, so red. Tells her, I don't even know. Red tells her. Red tells her. Yeah. So Red basically does a lot of exposition here to try and explain to Adelaide what the tethered is and how it came about. So it's created by the U.S. government in an attempt to control the public. So there are these weird clones that live underground, a clone of absolutely everybody, and they've managed to clone the body but not the soul. So it's like the soul is shared by both versions and obviously because the human version has got like the most of the soul this weird sort of like half human weird tethered thing exists as well and it looks like the experiment failed and the tethered were abandoned underground at some point that means that well there's a really good sort of visual explanation of this where as a kid she's walking through the theme park and then she's like looking at all these people on rides and yeah, doing the whack-a-mole stuff, and then there's the exact same equivalents of the tethered people underground, underground. who aren't doing kinds, but they're doing, like <clears throat> in a, they're all in a room together, all sat down, and they yeah. eat rabbits as well. Like that's how they live with these like rabbits. Yeah, but I mean, okay, that works in that very one specific location of the theme park. As soon as someone goes on holiday to Spain, 
As soon as... Yeah. yeah. What happens there? If someone goes on holiday to Spain, they literally like fly off. Yeah. Through the wall. <laughs> as soon as someone gets in a car and drives across the country, what is someone like running? <laughs> Like to get yeah. to some other part, like as soon as any well, sort someone's of someone's physical, exactly. Any of them, as soon as any sort of physical change happens, very really So, was led to believe that Winston Duke and uh, Lupita Nyong'o's characters had sex and the exact same children in both. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't so know, it, it doesn't make it's too weird. Much it's like, it's like yeah. it's beyond the point of cloning, surely. There's something. Yeah, the fact that the cloning the cloning um, can stop, but still the same people from the surface are created down below. Again, the logistics of it don't quite work, but I guess we're not given yeah. every little detail. You know, we're we're again we're asked to fill in the gaps ourselves, but it is a bit you suspend your belief in some way. So then we find out that uh, well, we knew that Adelaide was a dancer, and then some, there's some sort of whole thing about how Red learn to dance because she was like Tavita and she was doing the same dances on the ground mm-hmm. and there's like a really so the bit where in Get Out where he goes to the sunken place I think I like to think of that as a really pure cinematic moment like the music and the yep. visuals it all works just so perfectly I feel like this is just as good where yeah, yeah. the Got Five on it music is like orchestral and like booming <laughs> they're doing the dance scene but like uh so there's a weird like dance fight. Yeah. Where yeah, Red exactly, is kind yeah. of dancing away and like, Adelaide's uh... trying to swing at her, trying to kill her with the <laughs> yeah. poker. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um they're doing coming to America style gang dancing. <laughs> but yeah. um <laughs> there's uh it's amazing. Like it's I think those sort of bits, when I watch those I feel like, oh yeah, Jordan Peel is there's there's something incredible going on there. Like because like, that could that could be stupid. Like yeah. you look you think about that, explain. Well, one of them was dancing and one of them was like trying to kill her and yeah. it kind of all went together with this orchestral horror version of I Got Five on it. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> but it just works. It is just perfect. I think I, was, I think I got goosebumps during that bit. I was a bit like, this is yeah, like, so cool. good. Yeah. Um, beautiful, like proper, proper cinema. That is beautiful, um, mate. Beautiful, yeah. Uh, and like that kind of thing makes me feel like I can, I can forgive the sort of the weird plot holes and stuff because that's, yeah. Moments like that like are difficult to find. Um but then she manages to get her I think in Stab the her. stomach maybe or the throat. Yeah, or... I think I think there's a point where I think she turns away and then turns back and gets sort of stuck. yeah, I can't remember exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um but yeah, she kills her basically kills her dead and then she finds Jason in like she in a rocker. Her as well, didn't she? She like uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah she kinda like, garrots her with the handcuffs. Yeah, yeah so she stabbed her but then she kinda goes like right, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. Kills her. And he starts laughing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Classic. Uh, so then family family like reunites. Obviously they've saved Jason. Uh, they leave town. Adelaide sort of says things are gonna return to normal, but we're a bit like, well, really? Um and then sort of again we see more shots of the tethered sort of standing pretty much everywhere at this point now. Then we see the guy on the beach that Jason saw from earlier. It's revealed that he's got 11-11 scratched into his head, which was a guy that had child Adelaide had seen before. He had a placard with 11-11 yeah. on it. Um, so, yeah, again, more symmetry. And then, yeah, we're made to think that, that somehow, somehow Red is obviously remembers this advert. She had a T-shirt on which had that on it, right? The Hands Across America thing. Yeah, yeah. 
so that's kind of like her only connection to that real world um so in a way she thinks that somehow doing that so is going to announce the arrival of the the, the arrival of the tethered, yeah. yeah but then obviously we get flashbacks adelaide's thinking back to the night when she first met red in that funhouse also do the hands they start by is it the 1111 guy does he start the the thing yeah, so he's obviously one of the first tethered to yeah. have come out. Because we see a guy earlier in an ambulance getting carted in. Yeah. And he's and he's like the clone version yeah. of the first dude. So yeah. But then it was as it's revealed, we go back to the funhouse where Adelaide sort of got lost. And then the big reveal is that Adelaide and Red actually originally swapped places all that time ago. That yeah. Adelaide is Red, Red is Adelaide, whatever. Which yeah. I, I like to some extent, but then there's the whole thing of she, uh, so she locks fake Adelaide, locks, drags down real Adelaide and handcuffs her downstairs in the thing. And she gets out at some point, someone lets her out. Um, and then she's been down there. Um, I guess she becomes the sort of the tethered version or something that doesn't have the. I guess if she's surrounded by the tethered, like she's going to eventually yeah. become one of them, you know, even though she's quite old at this stage. Um, but yeah, so Red, obviously, when she was tr- when she was acting as Adelaide, there was a time where she was silent when she was reunited with her parents, didn't talk at all. Yeah. And uh, obviously, dance helped her sort of reconnect with that in a way. But as 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 that happens, Jason kind of looks at her as if he like knows. Yeah, that somehow something ain't something ain't right with his mum. Wouldn't Red have just left, like at some point in the past? Like, why would she hang about? Um, I guess you know, she was very young, so I'm almost made to think that everything that she knew about being the tethered kind of left her, and then it, it, and then the same thing about the fake Adelaide, the real Adelaide, she became the tethered because you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can go with that. So she's quite yeah. young, both ways. Okay. Yeah. We get a really nice uh, shot at the end where the helicopter goes over the, the mountains and we see all like the long line of people in red jumpsuits. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the song in there, but it's, uh, it's, it's quite a nice little outro to the film. Uh, and that's it. That's, that's, that's how it goes. Um, yeah. You ready for some trivia? Yeah. Okay, number one. Please. What was the name of the Tyler, Tyler family's unhelpful virtual assistant? Oh, God. It wasn't Alexa. Uh, you you were going to figure it out earlier, so I had to shove in Alexa to. Yeah, yeah, I was good. I was trying to figure it out. Yeah, um, Angela, and Annette, Annie. I don't know. Uh, Ophelia uh, oh. derives from the Greek Ophelia, meaning help. Uh, help me! It's a much two. better name for it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, number two, the Bible verse that continuously appears in the film Jeremiah eleven eleven reads. Therefore, does save the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon them, shiny bosoms and satsumas. True or false? <laughs> shiny bosoms and satsumas. Um, apparently, there are no mention of satsumas in the Bible, so I'm going to say false. Not that's, what that's what I've read anyway. Not enough. Not enough. So, what he does, what is, actually, it says, Therefore, does save the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though, and though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Who knows that's that basically that's basically what Rorschach says in Watchmen, isn't it? <laughs> they will look up and scream, 
and shout, Hellboy. save us. And I'll whisper, no. That's all right. Exactly right, yeah. Uh, number three. What TV show did Peel say he took inspiration from for this film? The specific episode of a specific Pacific Time TV show. Um, it's an episode of The Twilight Zone, and isn't it the one where there's like a woman waiting for a train and she sees like an identical version of herself? Yeah, yeah. Correct. <laughs> I think it's called Mirror Image. I think I just read that, mate, somewhere, so you know, can't take too much credit. Okay, so you get this one, Smarty Pants. Billy Big Bollocks over there. Number four, <laughs> Peel was so insulted by being offered what role in the Emoji movie it inspired him to retire from acting and focus on being a screenwriter and film director. So he was offered a role as a specific character in the Emoji movie and it offended him. What was it? Now, I, I know who voices the actual version of this character and it doesn't make me feel any better about saying this, but was he not the emoji poop? He was the emoji poop. Where well, he got off of the job of emoji oh, poop. Oh, God. Do you know who it is? No. Patrick Stewart. Really? Okay, inter- really? interesting choice. Um, really? But, yeah, so apparently, I mean, this could be that guy who's telling us about Love, Death and Robots episodes again. Um, so so yeah. it's all, he decided to retire from acting and focus on being a screenwriter for the doctor. I don't know about that. But, and um, that film, utterly bummed. Utterly bummed. Oh, you knew it. Last one, number five. Get Out had a budget of $4.5 million And Ut, yep. Ut has a budget of how much? Ut. I know this. <laughs> I know I know this because, again, I read it. Uh, $20 million? Yeah, correct. Mate, you got five on it. You I got, got five, five on it. Okay. I got five. Getting rhythm, Luke. There we I go. don't have rhythm. I wasn't born from that family. Oh, uh, yeah, I got you. Got no rhythm. <laughs> okay. Thanks. So you need to rate the film. I'm very. Oh, I haven't even written one down. I'm going to have to uh, wing this. You go. This is a difficult one because I feel like, I mean, I know whatever I rate this film now is going to be forever frozen in time in this podcast and I'm never going to be able to go back on it. But I really do feel like I need to watch it again before I can make like a real, real big decision on how much I think I liked it. Because right now I'm gushing about it. I'm loving it. But again, there's still a few bits where I'm a bit like, yeah. but like, it's not just like those plot holes don't affect things too much for me. I think it's like a really cool film. It's very unique. I think it's great for us to see a film like this in the sort of the modern horror climate. Um, but I think I would go as high as to give it an A minus. Okay. Okay. Not perfect. It's not perfect, but I think it did a lot for me. Yeah. It's a I good would like film. to watch it again. It's a good film. And I would like to watch it again also. Um, I don't think, I think 95% of Rotten Tomatoes is too high. I feel like Jordan Peele has been given a bit of uh, um, the benefit of a doubt because of how good Get Out or how how yeah. it struck uh, the mainstream okay. audience, the audience. I feel like it's good. It's a great film, and mm-hmm. but I don't think it's got quite as novel an idea at its core as Get Out has. Um, yeah. But it's still one of my favorite recent horror movies. I think it's something I'll enjoy watching again and again and again. And I'm telling you that the, the soundtrack is one of the best sound, soundtracks to, I think, yeah, man. most I've been seen in a long time. Yeah, me too. I was going to give it a B plus. Very nice. I yeah. like it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, beautiful. There you go. So we're both fans. What would we like to see next from Jordan Peele? Because we've heard rumours that like this is like going to be a trilogy of, well, not an actual trilogy, like linked in any way, but he was going to maybe do another similar horror movie next. Yeah. Uh, so he's done a film about white people trying to get into the heads of black people. A film about other people trying to take the places of other people. So it's got to be about someone trying to take the place of someone else. So maybe it'll be about uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it'll be about Donald Trump becoming president and taking the place of Barack Obama. Yes. Uh, and it'll be satirical, but like on the nose in terms of how realistic it is. And then at the end, uh, Donald Trump would take off his mask and realize he was Barack Obama. I think it'd be time. about a white man who has a teleportation device and he used it and he oh he accidentally left a black man in there. So then, <laughs> oh my god, it'd be That's called just... the black man and um, mixed race dude. It'd be called mixed race dude because if he accidentally left a black man in there, you know, yeah. their the DNA would splice. Yeah, basically, so then he has race to, dude. Yeah, and it'd be like that episode of It's Always Sunny where they they turn black for that episode. And you have to deal with. <laughs> I'm not seeing it, but <laughs> it's funny. It sounds... <laughs> it's a musical as well. Um, and you have to deal with the realities of being a black man in modern day, uh, you know, the modern world. And it'd there be we cool. go. Um, yeah, I did. Go. So I read, read today that Jordan Peele said he would he wouldn't be casting. Um, so he would continue to cast black actors in, in yeah. the main roles for his film. And when people kind of say, "Well, why do you want to cast white people?" I mean, he said, "Because I've seen that movie." Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a. Uh, Pretty good answer, to be I, fair. I think it's. I think it makes sense as well. I think that's one of the reasons why his films are so good and fun and fresh because they're taking like the black experience and sort of yeah, exactly. And as a as a black writer and actor, he's obviously he thinks I'm going to cast black people in the roles that you know I've yeah. written especially for them and and also I kind of good. I think people should generally write and you know from their own experience of the world is how we get to understand their experience of the world. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with that. Um yeah, definitely. Like there you if, go. if yeah, got it. Solved it. Solved the world. Solved it. Issue. We solved it, mate. Okay. Uh so this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovacs Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a rating review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right horror dude. Thank you, Luke of Con Condor. Thanks. Of what was your name from last week? Duke. Duke Rondor. Condor. Condor. Duke. Duke non Nobed. Oh, sorry. Tosh. Sure we did, mate. Bum Arrington over there. Bum. Oh, you got me there. Jesus Christ. All right. Take care. Bye bye now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.